He's not built for it. No, he's too, he's too, he's too soft. It says the individual that I know for a fact, if I go outside and I start cutting grass or doing work in 110 degree weather, y'all gonna be like, oh, 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 I can't do it. So y'all have y'all's environment and I have mine. I mean, we did go to school in that weather. I mean, I was down there for six years. I think I'm pretty good with it. I just sweat a lot. All right, with that, I guess we'll get started. Welcome into Off the Cuff Sports. Been a couple weeks for us now. How's everybody doing? Ah, uh, it's a beautiful day. Um, chilly baseball day. is well, yeah, chilly. At least the snow's not here today. Um, but baseball is back, so it's it's going to be a beautiful day. All right. So uh, who's the who's in, going invented into the distress club this week, y'all? Everybody's thinking it. Go ahead and say it, Amari Cooper. <laughs> I was gonna say whoever's still a fan of Carson Wentz. Oh, they did, bro, so dirty. They did him so dirty. Yeah. I mean, it's not. Uh, he didn't. Do, uh, he didn't do anything wrong. But y'all just gonna be like, no, we're gonna send you, send you to a dumpster fire, in a in a division that's with your old team. We never have to see you. Like he's the problem or something like that. Oh, and also uh, the Packers, uh, the Packers uh, salary uh, space. Yeah, not wrong. That whole non-existent. <laughs> but let, let's 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 unpack that. Unless you, oh, you got something else, Morse. I was also going to say, uh, what's it called? Conference championship favorites, Auburn, Duke going down. Without even, you know, putting up a fight. Hey, that's Auburn. Don't, don't, don't do. Duke couldn't even, even win, win Coach K's last home game. I mean, where they were just taking it easy because it was because they they already had everything locked up that they wanted. Nah, everybody wants to win that man's last game. Like nobody was. They they did not think they were going to go out and lose it. But I mean, it just goes to show you that. Um, how fragile the one and done system is like because if you're talking about all downright talent i mean it's duke hands down nobody has more talent than duke yeah. in the country maybe maybe gonzaga but like that's just it but they're always front winners anyways gonzaga doesn't can never finish a deal yeah i mean because they don't play anybody the whole year that's like, true they, they play in the west coast conference that's the, the equivalent of playing them like like me being like Grayson in Georgia, and yeah, playing like the dang Georgia school of the deaf and the blind, the, the single A private school league. Yeah, they go if they were exactly. the, the single A's. Yeah, might as well be in the G, the what is it, the GISA? Yeah, yeah. it's GISA. Nah, no, no respect for no respect for Gonzaga whatsoever. So let's unpack the uh, the Aaron Rodgers deal. Uh, he got a max contract, you know, reset the. Reset, reset the market like every quarterback does. One, was this the right move for either side? Um, and two, did this basically guarantee that they're not going to win a championship with with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback? Yeah, I mean, it's the right move for Aaron. I mean, hell, who the hell is going to turn down $50 million a year? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody. Nobody on this podcast. Now, like, was it bad for uh, 
uh, for Green Bay? Yeah, probably. But let's be real about why they finally gave him that deal. One, he Aaron Rodgers showed that it's like he is, quote unquote, that guy. And then two, they finally got a chance to show. I mean, I don't believe they believe in Jordan Love as much as they did in the start. Clearly, they didn't. You don't. You don't give him the max contract if you if you think the next guy's the future. Exactly. Honestly, I think they need to trade him away at this point. Like, like as a good faith to to Aaron Rodgers, just trade him away and get what you can get for him, and maybe get a little bit of help for Aaron. I don't know what he needs help with necessarily. Maybe get maybe get the best the best sports psychologist that that works for a team right now. Trade for them. Even if you even if you trade Jordan Love, where are you going to get back for it? I I don't know. I don't know any team that would really want Jordan Love out of all QBs that are available. I mean that's that's a fair. I mean, but the thing is, you don't know. You don't know what you have in Jordan Love. Any other team, you can you can you can sell the dream with him. You know, he's just raw. He's undeveloped. He's talented. Like you sell the dream and get draft picks maybe out of it. Maybe I don't know. It's hard to sell a dream when the guy's been in the league for what two, three years now and has not shown anything worth worth anything, you know. All right, that's that's fair. But I mean, you got to. I think you got to get something for him, because he's just a waste of space on your bench. Because you clearly not. You don't. You don't leave a first rounder on your bench that you know you're not going to use. Well, I don't think that he really cares slash minds because at the end of the day. Like he's still getting paid. That's true. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying that. I'm saying the Packers. I'm saying that as the Packers. I know Jordan Love. He he's getting. It's it's like the bullpen bullpen catcher in baseball. You just, that, that's the best job in the world, right there. No pressure there. Yeah, none whatsoever. But I, I think the Packers need. I think one, it would help. You know, cause it would help his situ, their situation, their relationship with with Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, oh yeah, that's true. I mean, but I, I I think that they've kind of gotten to that point where Aaron is like, I don't think that it, it can quote unquote get better. You, you can't I fix just, it. Yeah, it's not going to be perfect anymore. It's a broken relationship. You gave him you gave him what you uh you gave him his money. I think that at the end of the day, like that's really what he wanted outside of the fact that it's like every first rounder that you're using this first four years that you have available or or second or third. Dang it, the whole thing needs to be defensive backs and receivers. That that's literally yeah. all that's that's all you need to get is defensive backs and wide receivers. That's it. I think it's also convenient that uh he that he signed this this supermax with uh or equivalent Supermax, they don't really call that in the NFL, but uh, signed a deal with the Packers shortly after he called off his engagement. I wonder if uh, she was the driving force behind him getting out of Green Bay. Probably was. Yeah. Them women. They better be worth it. But what's the cure for a, a big heartbreak? More money. That bank account. <laughs> yeah. And no, Lamar, it's 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 a new relationship. Gosh, <laughs> so damn shallow. Hoes be like. I mean, he but he he signed the deal with a wrong. He, there's not exactly a place to find uh find uh comfort in Green Bay, anyways. Well, Green Bay got some okay strip clubs. And how would you know that, sir? Uh, 
How would you know that? Because I, I watched the Brett Favre documentary. <laughs> what Brett Favre documentary? Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. Y'all boys need to get on that. That thing came out what, like... Was that like, one of the 30 for 30s? Yeah. Not uh, one of the 30 for 30. It was an independent one from, like... like HBO he, or... I guess he financed, he financed it himself. Like, it was wow. on... That's a bit yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is that, yeah, apparently Bro Bro was talking about it was like it was some bad behind females up there in Green Bay. So, hey, look, Shania Woodley, I mean, I understand she 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 a bad one. I mean, any white girl with a black girl name, she got to be good. <laughs> got to be. It, it always felt like a weird pairing anyways. Like, I didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, she seemed like that type of girl that's like, and my boyfriend, this is my boyfriend, Aaron. Okay. Yeah. You guys may not know him. He's the quarterback of the, um, what, what's the name of that football team? The, the backers? Oh, the Packers. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. She seemed like one of them girls that don't yeah. know anything about football. Well, like, just, when they first, like, like basically, like, made it official that they were together, like, it was weird. He was, like, they were in Hawaii with another couple, and, like, there's, like, Three twenty-somethings, and then there's Aaron Rodgers, who looks like some forty-year-old dad, like the uncle that was that was the uh, the chaperone for the trip. Hey, my man Aaron said he wanna uh, have him a, a fine little thing. Uh, go for yours, yeah, and, man. Go for yeah, yours. He know good and well he can't keep up with because look, hey, throwing the football is one thing, keeping up with the youngins. That's that's another one. <laughs> That's another one. Those things will give you a heart attack, boy. I mean, they, they were like hiking through the in Hawaii in their bathing suits. Like that's not a that's not a uh, late thirties man's game right there. That's that's, that's not even our. That, that's not even what exactly. we do anymore. Well, I'm black. We don't we don't do that type of stuff. You know, Lamoris is what we call blackish. He do all that type of stuff. All righty. Us normal black people, we don't do that stuff. Okay, good to know. So, so it's not normal to go hiking in your swimsuit to a waterfall. That's that's not a not a black person thing. Uh no, water, hiking, bathing suits for that matter. Because we just wear Nike jump. We just wear Nike shorts. We don't have bathing suits and compression shorts. Exactly. To be honest, you're not going to see black people in the woods in general, especially <laughs> in secluded areas. That's where uh, people end up hanging from trees. So. Exactly, look, we don't look. I don't learn from my ancestors. Shit, y'all ain't gonna get me. Fair, fair. Uh, moving <laughs> on, <laughs> moving on to uh, the other news in the NFL. Uh, unfortunately, the wrong Russell got traded, and according to Solomon, uh, Russell Wilson got traded, not Russell Westbrook. Fortunately, but we'll get to that. Uh, basically, uh they threw themselves, the Broncos threw themselves and said, whatever you want and, and, and anything extra you want, here, take for Russell. Did they give up too much for him? Boy, no, because what you're going to wind up seeing is that, like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm starting to turn into, like, the, the opposite of what Lamoris is. I'm starting to get to the mindset where I don't think picks matter like at all anymore. I'd rather have known commodities in any sport than to have like a project. Cause let's be honest, how many times do we hear about a guy like an Amar like Jamar Chase 
or uh, Justin Jefferson, you know what I'm saying? Like nine times out of ten, you hear more so about what the Baker Mayfields, right? Who else? The uh, the Jalen, what is it? Rager, Rhaegar, whatever. The one that's the the the, the receiver at uh and uh Philadelphia. Like you hear more about draft busts than you do about guys that are actually like good immediately on the field. So with that being said, it's almost just like, what did they really give up? I don't think they gave up that much. Well, they gave up Noah Fant, which is a pretty solid tight end. And you and you, okay, but to be fair, be fair with that. Russell Wilson has never been a guy that relied on his tight end. That's never been exactly. his his part of his DNA, even though that's kind of the standard in the NFL. I mean, they got Jimmy Graham, and he was a non-factor for them. I exactly. Mean, that 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 that's kind of hard to believe when you think about it. But so I, I guess getting rid of no no offense isn't the worst decision they could have made. But here's the thing, though, with the NFL, it's different than in other leagues because of the way the salary cap is structured. If you lock yourself into somebody, yeah, long term, um, get rid of your draft picks, and you have no cap space, there is no getting better. Um, it's it's not like in the NBA where you could trade for two or three stars, trade all your draft picks, and you're good. And with Denver, they have a solid team. It's just if they're not good enough to reach, you know the championship super bowl right they're just kind of stuck right and they're going to forever be stuck until they get rid of russell wilson they're in that middle of the road spot they're just they're just gonna you know have the 12th pick in the draft and that's really all they're ever they, you stay there right yeah it makes sense in this situation i don't think they gave up a lot but they left no room to get better and that's that's just kind of my take on it. Um, I don't think, even though they got rid of Noah Font, I don't think he's that big of a deal because he's not like he's not replaceable, to be honest. He was just the main guy no, yeah. in, um, as, in Denver. Yeah, as far as like, like you had, you had, who was it? Is it Jerry Judy that's there? Yeah. And that you had Jerry Judy and Noah Fant as your receiver. So it's, that's, that's what kind of surprised me. Well, the, the other thing that we're not also not taking into account too is is that like they still have trade assets i mean you still have the likes of a Chetty bridgewater who by no means is an elite quarterback but like he's decent yeah he, he's he, enough he's like, a good placeholder for you yeah mm-hmm. like he's a guy that 100 percent that out if i were um if what's his name moves off for kirk cousins and uh, they don't wind up getting, you know, Deshaun Jackson or even the Saints. Uh, in all honesty, I would make a phone call for Teddy Bridgewater over Jameis Winston, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I know that they got Jimmy G. He but, worked like, in their – Teddy worked in their system. Well, that was when, when Sean Payton was still there. But Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I understand that Sean's not there anymore. But, like, it, it's just those certain type of dynamics where, like, right. to me – like because they still rather, hired from within, so it's not going to be too different of a of a of a situation. Can't be too different. A system, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, my question then: How much of a difference does this make for Denver going forward? Because you also have to factor in they're in a conference or in hmm. a um, Bro, yes. what's it called? 
that, the that's AFC a, West. That's a with, pretty stacked situation right now. Yeah. You've got Justin Herbert, who's on the rise. You've got Patrick Mahomes. Um, and then Las Vegas is Las Vegas, whatever. Derek, Derek Carr is a, a, a decent quarterback. He's better. He's better. Than, he's the top half of the league. That's for sure. Of quarterbacks. Yeah, they're solid. It's just not you're in a spot where you you have to win and you're going to have to play against good teams. Like you're not going to get a every, cakewalk every single year. Yeah. So how much does Russell Wilson change that for you? I can't say that. I think me personally, and I know this might be against the law, I think he changes it in a very, very good dynamic for that team. Like, now, in all honesty, if it would have been me, I would not have gone to Denver or allowed myself to be traded to Denver because, like you just said, like, the better half of the league's quarterbacks are in that conference. Not just Denver, not, not to mention the division, but just think about the conference. Like, on that side to get to the Super Bowl, you got to go through Patty Mahomes. You got to go through the best quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion, Lamar Jackson. You got to go through. Um, I was waiting for a smart comment from Lamar, but I guess I didn't get that. But no, it's like you got so many. You got so many different uh, good teams on that side of the bracket where it's just like I don't know. Like who knows? But they still have they still have a little bit of leverage. A little bit. Yeah, we'll have to see how they handle the draft and what other assets they pick up. But I mean, uh, it's definitely not, you know, locked in championship right now with this move. Oh heck no! Uh, now you get Von Miller back. Yeah, that, that helps out. That help, yeah. Uh, what what do we think about the uh, Calvin Ridley situation? I think uh, it's kind of preposterous. Stupid. You got you got folks that beat let legit beat their wives and their kids and serve six games suspension. Like, let's be real. Yeah, that, that that's that was it's unprecedented that that something that is literally illegal is four, five, six game suspension. So illegal as an assault and battery and smoking marijuana. First time offenses are four, five, six games, but gambling, which is legal, is a full year suspension. That's that sends the wrong message. Uh, and the thing, no, it's not even a full year suspension. It's indefinite. So this could like he could get a like it could be go on longer just because the NFL may want to make an example out of it. And to me. Like you said, you know, and I the, the main argument that people are going to use is that like, okay, well, if you if you let him get away with it, like these players are going to start betting on each uh, on their games or against their games, and they're going to start throwing games just so they can make money and stuff. Okay, let's be one hundred percent honest. Let's, like, like, let's be one hundred percent real. Come on now, I get it, but let's be real. So, in in that being said, I think that it should be you can't be allowed to bet against yourself but I don't see an issue with a player being like yeah I got so much confidence in myself that I think that we're going to win and I'm going to put uh, you know $500,000 on it that's, they, that's their choice that's their right that's their money and to be fair I, I, we don't know how I don't know how we can't say I know how true this is but Calvin Ridley saying that he did this when he wasn't playing when he had taken that time off so like it has no effect on the play on the field. That and the fact that he put the money on 
Atlanta. It's like, come on. That's that's that might have well been fifteen hundred dollars going to charity. Yeah. If we being honest. I think also like part of betting and I guess you could attribute this to um, just knowledge and skill, but like part of betting is that you don't know what would happen. Calvin Ridley being part of a you know a franchise, he has some sort of inside knowledge that most average people may not know. So in terms of yeah. betting, if he were to place a bet, it's I mean it's almost guaranteed that he's going to win. And I think that's more so of a bad look on NFL players trying to make money off their own sport than it is on you know protecting the integrity or anything like that. But I mean, it, it's just a stupid. Let me ask you this question, man. Let me let me ask this question, man. So does does he have more knowledge than Vegas? Probably, but Vegas's goal is is different than what his goal is. I agree, but my thing is this: I would disagree and say that I, I think that him and Vegas have the same right of knowledge. But like, you do we really believe that Vegas, who is the, honestly one of the biggest places of laundering money, you know, whether we want to say that or not, is going to allow themselves to be subjugated to a couple of people or one team? I I just feel like even if they did know that players are betting, that there would still be no decisive advantage. Unless, like I said, it's the quarterback and they bet against themselves and they literally go out there and throw up duds. Like, that that's my opinion. I mean, to, to be fair, there are a lot of times that Vegas makes some funny spreads and we're wondering, what is this about? And... Like every the two of the three of us on this podcast were shocked that the that the the dogs were still a favorite in the the national championship game, and look what happened. So I mean, Vegas knows things. That's what I'm saying. So Vegas like, Vegas knows, but it purposely sets stuff in order to make money. Let's right. No, let's, it does. let's call it what it is, but. You know, of course, they're knowledgeable. They they know what they're doing, right? But uh, but to say that that Calvin Ridley could have more more, but like if we if you hear when people asked about you know how's Calvin Ridley doing in these press conferences, they were basically saying that they haven't really been in contact with him. Well, they say he had he was going through mental stuff also, right? But they but to say that he he can't have insider information if he if he's not having contact with the building. So, so it, that is kind of an invalid argument there, you know, unless everyone's part of the cover up there. When I say insider information, I'm saying like, this guy has a whole, uh, what's it called? He d- goes through scouting and has uh, film sessions that the average person may not have access right, to. Right, that's fair. Um, that's that's my insider information. Now, I, I don't think he knows plays or he knows what's going to happen during the game or anything like that. But like, you know, that general knowledge that the average person just isn't privy to is is kind of that knowledge, you know. I, I, I guess I could give you that. Uh, I, I still don't think that he's got enough to warrant, you know, a full season suspension. Uh, I mean, I Three think that's, I, I, especially, I mean, it's, it's his first offense. Like no one has ever been suspended for a full season for a first time offense. That's that with anything that's completely unprecedented. I mean, 
we weren't sure if Ray Lewis killed a man, and he didn't get a full season. Ex- bro, my point exactly. Like, like murder. Yes, guys, mur- murder. Like they're taking the life of a human being. So, like, what are you saying as the NFL? So, money or the potential that and you can lose. Also, out I don't think. Not to cut you off, I don't think Michael Vick ever actually got suspended. I think he just went to jail and he couldn't actually play. Exactly. I mean, I love my dogs. And like, yeah, he deserved to do the time for what he did. But legit, no suspension. He got yeah. cut by, he got released by Atlanta. Yeah. And then but no, But there was, never, there was never an NFL suspension. There was never an NFL suspension. Not that I know of. No. But at the same time, um, the the rule may be stupid, but it doesn't negate the fact that you you know about the rule beforehand, and you can't get caught doing stupid. But it's not a set in stone that if you, it just says that this is an illegal thing to do. It doesn't say you're if you gamble, you're out for a full season. That's not right. So, so and nothing says. I think everything's arbitrary. I think except for drug violations, everything is arbitrary. Of they, they assess the situation and then they decide how many games it's going to be. It just it shows us what's important to these to these NFL owners at the end of the day. What the, what it's really about. Yeah, I mean that's the main reason for no offense, but it's the main reason for like the whole lawsuit with uh uh what's the Brian what's his last name Flores? I mean, Brian Flores. The, the whole yeah. Thing. yeah, it's the whole argument about that. It's you know, we're good enough for you to use our bodies in order for you to make billions of dollars, but we're not good enough to lead your organization to wins using our minds. I mean, it just feels like the it's it's different from even though does the NBA have a lot of black head coaches? No, but you still feel like the like they have your back in the NBA as a player and as a coach. I don't see that in the NFL. That's uh, but that, that that's just what I see. I don't know what you what your guys' opinion is on that. Well, I feel like the the NBA empowers their star players, and then with the type of star players that we have now, they're all about player empowerment uh, as well. So that's what makes the NBA all of what it is. Right. And the NFL, no offense to anybody that listens, but the majority of the stars in the NFL are white men. Yes. And as a white man, it's very, very easy for you to sit up there and say, yes, sir, no, sir, and agree with the system that goes on because there aren't very many problems with the system in regards to how it affects you. Yeah. So why would I care? It, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I mean, think that's a and it's, and it's like, uh, you, I, I think sometimes people blame the head coaches that took the job uh, the white head, but I mean, I'm not going to turn down a job that's offering me, you know, ten million dollars a year, uh, and so, and and so it's and they but they feel like they're they're being blamed for it, and no, you're not being blamed for it. It's just this the, you're getting the jobs that not that you don't deserve, but there's other guys that are getting that 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 get these jobs that they don't deserve, while we've got guys here that are perfectly good at their job that won't that don't get hired going back to the original thing though i just i i don't see how in your right mind you can justify 
giving a guy that long of suspension without pay for a first offense of anything. Like, let's be honest. And like I said, I love this quarterback too. All right. Support my black quarterback. But Deshaun Watson had 22 individual cases of rape. Okay. Now, the evidence shows that he really, I guess, that there wasn't enough evidence to indict or convict him of anything, which is what I believe most of us were saying all along. It was really sketchy how all that came about. But still, it's 22 cases of rape. And how in the world are you going to like get traded probably within the next couple of weeks and more than likely only serve anywhere between a three to a six game suspension for being accused of rape? That's all I'm saying. Now, he still has pending cases. He just doesn't have criminal cases. Right. No, it's civil It's civil cases, so they can go after right. his assets, but, like, he's not going to serve any jail time. And, right. like, that's our biggest thing. Like, Michael Vick was convicted and served prison time and served no NFL suspension, which is why it's really hard for me to think that if he's not going to be indicted or, be, or have to serve jail time, they can take him for everything he owns. I, like, I just don't see him having to, like, you know, being punished for a civil out for a civil case, if that makes sense. Well, you know what they're doing because they're they're trying to, quote unquote, clean up their image um, between the sexual assaults and and domestic violence and everything. So they're going to have rules and suspensions to protect themselves in the case of um, he's actually convicted. Now, the interesting thing is, is he going to get his money back for all of that time that he was just suspended for no reason? And if they don't give him his money back, I, I think that's an issue. You can't say, you know, he didn't do anything wrong and then just be Not like, him. yeah. Yeah. After he already sat out a full, however long it's been, like a full year. Now, does this, uh, does this actually help the salary cap situation for the Falcons? Yes, but I mean, it's still not going to be good. The Falcons have like 45% of their salary cap tied up to three players. Right. And it's and it's not three good players. It's like uh, Jake Matthews, Grady Jarrett, and Matt, uh, Matt Ryan. So they're still not going to be good. It's just, I mean, it, it helps. It saves you 10, yeah. 10 mil. But, you know. I mean, that's something. That may give you the give you the uh, the leeway to find a decent quarterback that's out there to take over and to help you move on from Matt Ryan. Well, you're you're not going to use that salary cap this year to find a new QB because that new QB still isn't going to help your situation. Well, I'm saying somebody somebody. I mean, there, I think you can find somebody that's that that can spark the yeah, team a right. little bit. Because my thing is this: it's like. The, the biggest issue that you have, um, I mean, Matt Ryan is just past his prime. Great quarterback, you know, above average. He's just out of his prime. So you need somebody that's going to be able to sustain that high-powered offense. And then from there, you can start working on your defense in the draft, I believe. What high-powered offense? Our offense has no O-line and no running back, and our only receiver is Kyle Pitts. There's nobody on the team right now. Our defense Wait, has I no playmakers. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our defense yeah, has no playmakers. <laughs> our entire roster needs overhauling. So there's there's literally no reason outside of you just want to spend extra money on a QB at this point. 
because the team is going to be trash regardless of who's that QB. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers could come in and quarterback and he would still be running for his life every single time he drops back because we have no O-line. Apple lie. I mean, there are options out there you could get for cheap that could be serviceable in the situation. That could, that could, I mean, you've got Marcus Mariota out there. We, there's no reason to spend extra money right now unless it's a draft pick. There's no reason. You, you've got to you've, you've build up your roster before you bring in new, new QBs. Like there's no, 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 there is no, no, I, I would, I would put my life on the fact that they would not through free agency, at least they're not going to sign a new QB anytime soon. Not until Matt Ryan's contract is, is up or close to being up. How many, how, how much longer before they can feasibly get rid of him and not affect their cap? Two more years. Damn. I know, right? I mean, there's they, there's no way they can rework that. Like, they I mean, they've been restructuring his his um, contract every year, and it's not doing anything to help. It does no. It does absolutely nothing. It's it's because of how much money that they put in on the back end. So if you remember when he first resigned, um, I think that was right around the time they're going for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it was probably the, were, like that right the after, year the, after Bowl, I yeah, think. Yeah. the year after. So in order to repeat, they put all of his guaranteed money on the back end. And now they just keep restructuring it, trying to push off all of that guaranteed money. That's a cap hit. And it's, I mean, it's just not doing anything. I, I, I just don't like the way they structure and the, the financial structure is in the NFL. I mean, if a guy's not on your roster, you shouldn't be paying for him. I mean, if you rightfully, yeah. if you, if you trade for him, if you trade him away to somebody, I mean, if you cut him, yeah, you should be, be paying, you should be paying him that guaranteed money that should be affecting your cap. But if you trade him somewhere, that should be on the that that should be affecting the salary cap of the team he's traded to, not to you. That doesn't really, that doesn't really make sense to me. But I'm not a financial expert. I'm barely barely surviving my my qualitative and quantitative analysis class right now quantitative assessment class you know statistics basically so yeah but we'll move on um somewhat exciting news in the in the major leagues um is that right of course my my money didn't go to waste (laughs) so what does this really mean for us at the end of the day it just means that they're agreeing to play but in two years when they look back at the uh, collective bargaining agreement again it's still going to be the same issue probably going to have another lockout um, because they were so far off I just think the players and the MLB got to the point where they didn't want to lose money yeah that that's it they didn't really agree on it the only thing worse than not having the money you expect to have is having no money at all right well ain't that the truth I think they were able to lose up to like 20 something games before um, TV deals start taking away money. So that was their real deadline. So how many games have we actually are actually going to lose at the end of the day? Zero. Zero. Okay. Yeah. They're going to actually make up the games for that first two series. 
as double headers somehow. Okay. Um, and then the season's going to start on the seventh. Gotcha. But yeah, outside of that, you know, they're looking at banning the shift. Um, there's a new pitch clock. Um, I'm okay with DH. a. I'm okay with a pitch clock. I don't like the universal DH. I'm torn. It. I think it evens the playing field, though. I, I agree with that. I just kind of like the wrinkle that the uniqueness of baseball that within their own league, there's different rules at different ballparks. Yeah, like it gives you. There's just an element there. I wish there was a way to set it up as like you know during this series you get a DH during this series you right. don't. But you know, it, it changes roster construction drastically when you don't have a DH. I, I think yeah. they're playing two different games in the AL and NL before. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, technically, it's been experimental since what? The, it, it was experimental since it came in in like what was right. it, the 30s or something like that. And they just never, they never uh, stopped it being experimental. Like it just kind of just continued to just be there. It's in a 70 year experiment. I think the biggest impact is going to be. Um, the shift uh change where they're banning the shift now that's stupid see that's Sorry. that's part of baseball that's legitimately part, part of, of baseball but here's the thing and i and i saw an argument so it, it's kind of flip-flopped on me it's part of baseball but what in what other sport does the offense not dictate what the defense can do so like if you look at basketball in order to stop an offense, you set up in defenses. Um, in baseball, you can't offensively, there's nothing you can do to dictate the game because the defense tells you what you can do. So when you initiate a shift, the only way to beat a shift, because you have a pitcher who throws it inside on you, um, you have your players, outfielders, whoever all shifted to one side, the only way you could beat a shift literally is if you bunt. And who yeah. wants to come watch somebody bunt, you know? That's fair. 10 times per game. But so comparing it to other sports, I don't think that's necessarily fair because that's apples to oranges there. That's not, I mean, it's one thing if you're comparing like soccer to hockey, because those are kind of similar. But baseball, I mean, unless you're comparing it to softball or cricket, it's not, you can't really. Well, yeah. It's, it's not the not, same. It's not a fair comparison, I think. To it's Baseball is very unique. It's not fair in terms of comparison wise and someone brought it up as like comparing an illegal offense like offensive uh formation yeah um to what you know the shift is but i i that's, think that's in terms not of the same making, thing either that's not a it, it's that's not a proper simil- it's it's similar similar somewhat um, but there's there's rules for what you can do in terms of right. formation. I mean, if you want to if you want to like limit how often they do it, you know, how many people have to be on each side like they did for all onside onside uh, kicks. That's one right. thing. I mean, if you want to legislate it, that's one thing. But like, don't get rid of it. I mean, that's that's part of the chess match. That's part of the chess match. That is baseball. I think that's what's going to end up happening. My ideal rule would be uh, you would just have to have two people on each side of second. Right. Um, and you can format it any other way in terms of infielders. Now, if you want to bring one of your infielders to the outfield and then shift one of your outfielders to, to play the quote unquote shift like normal, by all means do that. But, you know, 
it's just it's hard to beat a shift when everything's against you and it's going to make i know people are going to hate it but it's going to make the sport a little more interesting all right i don't know uh so we'll move on to the nba uh I mean, Solo, you were the, the trailblazer in calling for this, but now uh, Michael Winhorse, who should basically, he, the only reason he has a career is because of LeBron. Uh, he's, he was the guy that was like, you're going to follow LeBron's career for us. And then that moved him from a local guy to a to international guy. But anyways, is this actually going to happen? Not, not well. The trade is, uh, I mean, next year, yes, most definitely. No, obviously, can't the trade deadline's over, so we can't, you can't, yeah, now. they're gonna offload, they they will offload Russ and offload AD in the offseason. AD stay around till the trade deadline next year. If he stays healthy, you keep him on the books, but if he's starting to be injury prone again, you trade him away. Like I said from the very beginning, and people thought I was crazy for this, when the Celtics were offering Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown for Russell Westbrook and uh, Anthony Davis straight up, if I were the Lakers, you take that all day, every day. When was that offered? No, I mean, it was rumored that it was on the table and that they weren't ready to part ways with Anthony Davis. There That's is no what, way, no logical person would offer that. There is no way. You didn't see that before. Like that was like part of the trade rumors, and it was like the Celtics were willing to move off of both of those guys, but the real prize wasn't Anthony. I mean, wasn't Russell Westbrook? They wanted Anthony Davis. It it was it was AD THT and uh, Kent Bazemore and picks for Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart. And a second round pick. No, the one I'm saying, like the I, I I remember that the one that I also saw, like there was another one that I saw where it was like like the other rumor was that they wanted the two for the two, the Lakers to come off of picks, and uh, like the Celtics were going to give them those two guys as well, but they weren't like just like in the first one, they weren't willing to move off Anthony Davis even though he can't stay healthy. I think that, that that tune has changed as the season has gone on. However, um, with Russell, I think that, like I said, everybody uh, not named Lamoise Brown can finally see what I was saying from the beginning of the Dang, year. Dang, he used your government name for that. But, but here's the thing. I said that he was a bad fit. When have I not said that? No, nah, I just, like, I can't, like, with me, I can't get behind Lamoise. You make $47 million a year. You are under 50% within the paint. I can do that for $47 million. Give me $47,000 and a bus ticket to get to LA. And I can do that. So. Okay, what's your point? The bottom the bottom line with Russell is, is that like, then the idea of it makes sense. To me, yes, it did if he was the Russell that you saw in Oklahoma City and the Russell that you saw in Washington, okay? Was the guy in Washington super efficient? No, he wasn't. But what he could do, what he could do was distribute the ball, play really good defense, and make layups. Like, 
hell. The, the Russ and right. in, in Washington was was putting up the same stats as the one that's uh in LA. The only difference is his assists and rebounds are down, but that's because you have LeBron touching the ball also. Russ Agreed. Russ has been bad at scoring. That like that that has not changed. But Russ alongside LeBron and AD from the get-go was just a bad fit. And what they were doing was leveraging their future in the hopes of Russ having some OKC magic. And it, and it just didn't work. Is there a good fit for Russell Wilson? On a team by himself? <laughs> yeah, legit. So, so like, like I, when you say by himself, like, you mean like no other stars? Right. Okay. Right. Like, he'd be perfect. He'd be perfect in, in uh, what's his name? He'd be perfect in Portland right now, which is who, like, I pray to God that they trade for. Like, if they if they literally got, gave up THT, Russell Westbrook, and two first-round draft picks for Damian Lillard, you would change the Lakers franchise overnight. They don't have two first-round draft picks to give up, unfortunately. I mean, well, I mean, well, unfortunately, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, yeah. It, but get, I don't care what you do. Hell, give give them, give them Jimmy Bus for two nights. Like, hell, I don't care. Just get Russell Westbrook out of LA. But I'm, I'm going to predict this. I don't think Russ is getting traded, and it's only because I don't see a team actually wanting him. That's fair. He seems to be toxic everywhere he goes, and he's not. It's one thing if you're toxic and you win, but if you're toxic and you're not, you don't seem to, you seem to be a detriment to the team on the court, then you're not going, you're, no one's going to want you. And there's just, I mean, the Lakers don't have any assets outside of AD to give up in a trade next year. So literally the only people on contract next year is Russ, LeBron, AD, uh, THT. And then uh, Stanley Johnson has a minimum contract. So you're telling me right now, my bad, I'm in the interruption, but you're telling me right now that you couldn't offload Russ as long as you package AD with him. But who has that much salary cap to trade for AD and, and Russ? The, the Celtics have that much room. The Kings have that much room, believe it or not. Um, Bro, that's almost a hundred mil. No, nobody has that kind of space unless they have, they have stars. No, they, they have it tied up. I'm saying, but they have it tied up in players, though. Which is why I said going back to what I was mentioning the first time is that like, no, you can reamp this Lakers offense. I mean, this Lakers team by getting rid of both of those guys. And like, the, there's uh, you cannot convince me that there is not a team that would take on Russell Westbrook contract. For one year, if that means that I have a chance to get and re-sign Anthony Davis, you you can't convince me of that otherwise. So there will there there are there is a team out there somewhere that will dumbly make that trade in hopes of keeping AD and then letting Russ walk at the end of his forty-seven million dollars, one hundred percent. But the same things that we see in AD and why we don't think he's good for the Lakers because he's injury prone, I guarantee you, other teams see that as well. No, other teams see that. Other teams see that. But what, what I'm going to say in argument to that is that when you can load manage AD and you can control the narrative around what, like, the the amount of wins and team, like, the wins and losses that you can have. Perfect example. You move AD out of the West into the East. 
into a decent contender that that already has a good core around them. All right. And yeah, just because he's injury prone, let's not get it twisted. He's a top 75 of all player of all time. But whether we want to argue that it's apples or oranges, he is. So is Westbrook. Don't make me cuss. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best to work on my custom. Russell Westbrook is a prisoner of the moment. If he did not have those stats, uh, the triple double stat, he would be a poor man's Dan Williams. You and I both know that. But crazy thing is, he did have it, and unfortunately, you know. I think those those triple double stats were a little, little uh, forced because. If you go back and watch the highlights from the year that he averaged a triple-double, the, 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 his teammates were setting it up so he could get the rebounds. Exactly. No, and you and you know that, and like the, I know who, that. What, what guard is shooting in from behind the three-point line to grab a rebound from a free throw? But question, though, if you're in a situation that he was in during those years where you had absolutely nobody on the team, um, your best player was Victor Oladipo, but he was hurt. Um, wouldn't you stat pad and get as no, much? No, I wouldn't. No, no because here's my here's, and here's and here's exactly why we have the argument that we have every single time when it comes to Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul, and it's finally being made evident. And uh, you called me insane when I said it the last time that Russell Westbrook in no way, shape, or form can hold Chris Paul's jock strap, and you see it with the Suns right now. Chris Paul, at the ripe age of 37 years old, not only holds first place in the most difficult conference in the NBA, but he has his teammates firing on all cylinders. And don't say, do not say that he couldn't do it on the team with no talent. Because when when Russell Westbrook got his behind traded to Washington and Chris Paul was on the same exact team with less talent, with less talent, that means Steven Adams, gone. Andre Robertson, gone. They, all those guys were going, and he was dealing with new talent, and he had a 0.6% chance of making the playoffs. The man not only made it to the playoffs, he won two games. So, like, don't don't feed me that BS about oh, stat padding and would you have done the same Time. thing. No, do what you're supposed to do and get your team to the playoffs and solo. be the guy. No. So, solo. Solo. When have we ever Lamar. discussed Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook? Our conversations Lamar, about I mean, Russell Lamar, Westbrook. Lamar, hold up, Lamar. Solo, 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 I let you have your rant. Solo, 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 I let you have your rant. Solo, I let you have your rant. Give me this one. Solo, we had this conversation about where Russell Westbrook ranked in top 10 in terms of point guards in the league. And it was about LaMelo Ball. Lamelo. It was about Ben Simmons. It, it wasn't about Lamelo Ball. It, it was. About it was ben not about Ben Simmons. It was, it was about, about Ben Simmons. Okay, I'll, I will pull it up since you know you, you still don't you, you find arguments for everything out of thin air. But regardless, when you're in a situation where you can't win and you're not good enough to win and you know you're not good enough to win, stat pad and get, get your contract. That's why he got his. Did no. Chris Paul not get that same amount no. of money? Yes. So you tell me Chris Paul is not signed to that type amount of money in Phoenix right now? Or is that what you tell him? No. Pull up the contract. He is not. Pull up the contract. Pull pull up the contract. I, I've got you it. Got up. How, much, how, much, how much do you think Chris Paul is making this year? I, I, Lamores. Solo. It's not even within 15 million. What's what's Russell Paul making right now? 
Chris Paul is making 30 mil a year and it's about to drop down to 28. Russell Westbrook so, is making 47 million a year. He is not what, making that type of money. He was making that type of money when he was in uh what's his name? No, no he wasn't. Yes, he was when he was yeah. on it when he was still on his on his uh what's his name deal from the Clippers. He was making that money. Regardless, all I am saying is this. Like, we are not giving Russell Westbrook a pass for being ass. When you, I refuse to do that. I am not giving him a pass because he is he is very, very, very average. Who's, who is asking for him, a pass? Nobody's yeah. asking for a pass. We we know he's trash right now. That's why I say he's not getting traded because nobody wants him. What I, all I'm saying is there's a team out there who will, who will sell that wants to sell tickets. We'll trade for that man. But the, the that was the original argument. The tangent argument that we were on was saying that if we were on a losing team, would we stat pad if we know we couldn't win? And I, I, I was ready to inform you that no, you would not just go out there and just stat pad and win. All I'm saying is, is that Chris Paul, who is the better point guard, who is the better player all time, showed you that with less talent in the same franchise, you go out and you win when the when the odds are even further stacked against you. And not only do you win, you get a six seed. He Russell Westbrook was over there fighting for a play-in spot. No, I don't give me that BS. It hold him to the standard of a quote unquote top 75 player of all time. Like, stop being trash. Do your job. I hope you keep this same uh, energy when LeBron's breaking down and is trashing his last two years. I'm, I'm going to have win, to... win. When we breaking down, bro, we still out there dropping 50 on, on these young boys. Win. Okay. Kobe dropped down. 60 not in his Kobe. last game. Okay. Kobe dropped okay. 60 in his what last game. That don't count. That one is not. No, no. no. Solo brought up. Solo brought up. What was he averaging that Steve? No, what was he averaging that It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Kobe was older. Kobe was older. He still put up more points than LeBron ever did. 81 cap. It's okay, though. But once again, we'll we'll see what happens in the offseason. I just don't see how Russell Westbrook gets traded. And we're definitely not getting stars back for him, even if they package. And I don't so see them being able to package. Speaking of LeBron, there are talks that he's going to shut it down early uh, once they drop from the 10 seed. Exactly. And what? I would, too. Exactly. He should. Oh no, hold, hold him to that standard. He's a top what, 75 what player in the league. He needs to be on the court and carry this team to the playoffs. No, no, no. You're holding you're holding Westbrook to that standard. Hold LeBron to it. No. Nope. And here's exactly what nope. I'm about to say. And here's exactly what I'm okay. Whenever you finish, whenever you finish, let me talk. I'll, I'll be ready for it. I can't wait to I can't wait to break this down. So is you finished or is you done? I would just want to hear this biasness that you're you're about it's to see. It's not biasness. Out. It's it's all truth because they did the same thing for Kobe. They did the same thing for Mike. Kobe was know. hurt. Okay. What are you well, talking about? I, hey, bro, bro, bro. If you're done with your revisionist history, okay, I'm more than ready to make my argument. But I can't make my argument while you over here over talking. So, bottom line is this. I said the question was is if they drop out, should he or will he? I said he should, but more than likely, knowing LeBron, he will not. Selfishly, from my point of view, I'm saying, why would you? Why would I want to watch LeBron use up another year of his greatness 
in a year where a championship is very, very bleak because of his surrounding cast. Going back to the matter at hand, holding holding LeBron to a quote-unquote a standard. When you see anybody dropping the amount of points that he is to just stay for his team to stay relevant, that is holding them to that standard. I mean, do you realize that the last game that they played, LeBron James and top 50, 75 of all time, Russell Westbrook combined it for 55 points. And LeBron had 50. Where, that, where, where in the hell do they do Solid. that at? There's more to the game well, scoring, but oh, give, give me <laughs> the one just talked about <laughs> how many points Kobe scored in his last game. That was after that was after the fact that somebody else brought up him scoring fifty. Hey, but that's what I'm saying. I'm but I'm using point, points as a metric of being successful. You just tried to invalidate that, but that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. But you just used it. Oh, I was hey, just hey, combating on. it. I hey, wouldn't hey, have brought hey, anything hey, up if you didn't say okay, anything. Okay. Hey, tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. All I'm saying is, is that at the end of the day, like I said, when you're doing all of that, when you are an all-time great, you have never seen, ever seen, outside of maybe Kobe. Maybe. Because when Kobe had this, when Kobe had these afflictions, Kobe wasn't even making the playoffs. Or wasn't even in the in the like when when nowhere near. So we're not even gonna talk about the feats that LeBron has, has had to do. And then the fact that some of you people, like Lamora's out there, are holding a 37-year-old LeBron James to prime Kobe, prime Michael, prime Tim Duncan standards just goes to show you how great and how dominant my guy is. Here's the thing, I'm, Solo. I'm not holding him to that standard. only brought that up is because you had said not even five minutes ago holding Russell Westbrook to that standard of a top 75 player. And he's playing like trash. If we're going to hold standards, let's hold it across the board to LeBron as well. I, I could care less what LeBron does this year. I know the team is... Complete as we're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs, regardless of what he does. I could, I don't care. But anyways, all right. Uh, then we'll move on to petty moment of the week. This was it. <laughs> you got nothing, Lamorse. The only thing that I could think of is uh, Anthony Edwards starting an airball chant and. The away stadium after somebody airballed a free throw, you know, that was about it. I can't, I think it was Texas A&M baseball was playing. I can't remember who they were playing, but the pitcher had thrown uh, four straight balls, and they started chanting "Ball X." All they're like "Ball for." He went eight straight balls. They were chanting, and they kept chanting "Ball A." And then when when he finally got a strike, they all cheered for him. Yeah, they do that uh, every year. Yeah. Uh, then we'll move on to final thoughts. Uh, uh, since this man's checked out, what you got, Lamars? As outlandish as some of my takes are, they seem to happen a lot. So let's uh, sit and watch and wait for my, my takes to come to fruition again. And that's it. Which takes are these? Which takes are you talking about specifically? Uh, specifically, this Lakers one. Um, that they're not trading Russell? Yeah, they're not going to be able to.
that's going to be my my hot take and prediction for next year. Uh, final thoughts for me. Uh, we need to quit having this ADD weather here in Georgia. I mean, last week I was in shorts and a t-shirt, and now now I need to pull out the winter coats again. Um, I did not stay in Georgia to have winter in March, but uh, that's just me. Uh, I guess guess Solomon's done. Uh, so with that, we'll get out of here. This has been Off the Cuff Sports. We'll see you next time.